Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hello and welcome to Beauty Inside Out. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, nutritionist, wellness expert, and author. This is our very special Thursday Q&A segment where I love to hear what you guys are thinking and I answer your questions every single week. So here we go with this week's questions. Hey beauties, welcome back to our Thursday Q&A podcast where we started theming these questions so I can go really in depth on different topics to serve you better. And I am so excited today to talk about sugar addiction and emotions. Sugar addiction is something that I get asked about so much. It's a really, really big topic. It's something that I have experienced myself. I've worked with a lot of people with sugar addiction. So I'm excited to share some insight with you today. But before we dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out to please say if you haven't left us a review yet on iTunes, please take a moment to do so. It helps others feel good and to spread the love. So we appreciate it so much. You can also screenshot the podcast right now as you're listening to it on your phone and you could share it in your next Instagram story or put it on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram feed. And that also helps others find it and again share in the community spread the love and the light and the support which is what we're all about so thank you and now we are ready to dive in speaking of ray of light we have our caitlin with us in new york she and i have been together for a while and we love each other and through that love we love you guys we're yes <laughs> Caitlin's the one that finds all the questions, Kay, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. As always, I'm happy to be here. This topic, when I saw it trending and all the questions coming in, is near and dear to my heart. It's something I've struggled with and can relate with you guys so much. The way we're going to do today is we're going to start with one question, and it's a multiple-part question from Sasha, and she's from Amsterdam. So Mm -mm. um, she had a couple of questions, so I wanted to give it enough attention. Yes. And before we dive in, Kay, I will say when it comes to moods and sugar, I just think that just like so many things, we don't want to beat ourselves up or feel like it's, you know, racing to get to this end goal or never have sugar again. I think that we're naturally designed to have sweet tastes. You know, in, in Ayurveda and Sanskrit, the word for this is madura, which means sweet. And it's one of the six key tastes. Ayurveda believes we are meant to always have sweet. And Mm. I know, Kay, you and I are lifelong chocolate lovers. I've given it up a couple months here and there, but I always go back to it. I have sweets regularly in my life. So for me, the goal isn't living this like fully sugar-free life because I'm not sure that's how we were designed. I love fruit. Now that I've balanced my body from candida, I have sweet fruit. I have chocolate. But where it's shifted is you know, feeling out of control, feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to have this sugar. Otherwise I'm going to lose my mind or this is how I'm relying. in a really bad mood. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. This is how I'm relying on myself to shift my mood or to relieve stress. So, but I just want to say from the beginning, there's just a more soft approach that I have to this because I don't think that it has to be all or nothing. Mm. I think that's nice to add for sure, leading into her question. So there's a little backstory. She says, I've had a hard time beating my sugar addiction. Mm -hmm. 
Even when I eat a tiny bite of apple pie, for example, then I can't stop eating chocolate for days, even sometimes weeks. I even dream about it. Are there any foods to help reduce my sugar cravings? As the first part. <laughs> yes. Well, why'd you lay it all out, Kay? And then oh, I'll, sure. I don't. I don't want to hit you over and over. So sure. So the three oh, questions. Yeah, hit me. The three no questions. <laughs> the three questions she'll be answering then are: Are there any foods to reduce these sugar cravings? Have you ever experienced sugar addiction like this, and how do you beat it? Okay, so this is a great intro to our topic. Sasha, thank you so much for writing in all the way from Amsterdam, sending love to you out there, beautiful city. I was there a couple years ago and had a great time cruising around. Love that Van Gogh Museum. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) you've been there too, right, Kay? mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Awesome. So awesome. I love Van Gogh. So what I'm hearing here, first of all, is this all or nothing approach where it's like never, never have sugar. And then you have this apple pie and then suddenly it sparks something. It's almost like it feels like a alcoholic addiction. And then it kind of, you know, you hear that with alcoholics, like they have one glass of wine or one sip and suddenly they're back in it, you know? And so I feel like There's a lot of rigidity here. This is tough. I have heard of these kinds of addictions because of the society we live in and a lot of the messaging we get about no sugar diets and that all these sugar documentaries, all this stuff about sugar, some of it's helpful. I think it's great to know how much refined and processed sugar and high fructose corn syrup there is in a lot of refined foods. But I also, like I said, I subscribe to a much broader perspective where I don't think it's all inherently bad. I think there's natural sugars in fruit, like I mentioned. I think that, you know, dark chocolate that's sweetened with stevia or coconut nectar. I mean, I have so many dessert recipes myself. I think these things can be balanced in. I think if we try to deprive ourselves from all sugar and all sweet, when we start to get it in our system, it could feel like, oh my gosh, this, you know, the monsters come alive. And then we do go on these binges. So I would much more advocate a balanced lifestyle approach where you keep on hand really healthier dessert options. Again, like the 81% dark chocolate, you keep it in your freezer and you just have a little square here and there, or you try making our warm elixirs with the warm almond milk and cacao and some stevia. And so you're naturally getting sugar in, in a healthier form on a regular basis. I think this all or nothing train is exhausting you know, we beat each other our, ourselves up. We feel like we don't have willpower when we go into it. I don't think it's how we were naturally designed. I think people that follow no sugar, no carb diets spend an incredible amount of energy trying to maintain that. I think their moods can go up and down. They can overstimulate and just have so much caffeine to kind of get through periods versus a more balanced approach. And again, I'm not saying that those are necessarily wrong. But just from my experience, there can be more easefulness, you know, just some of these options that are more balanced, where it's not all or nothing. You know, I wrote about sugar addiction quite a bit in my third book, Beauty Detox Power. A lot of times when we have sugar addictions, we feel a high, we feel like our mood has shifted, it's making us feel sweet, a reward, a hug. So I would just, you know, at the same time as we're keeping healthier desserts around, I would just say, you know, Sasha, how can I shift my mood? Like what feels really good for me? For me, I would say, you know, just 
stretching, smells, essential oils, really yummy candles, my beach walks. I used to just be inside a lot more. And my yoga practice now is really meditation, pranayama, and some asanas. But when I was just doing asana, asana, asana inside of the studio, I just I felt like it wasn't really serving me anymore. I had to shift. I had to get outside in nature. You know, I just think tuning into our bodies, like what our body needs beyond food. Do we need to detox some unhealthy friendships in our life? Do we need to try a new hobby or on the weekends do something really inspiring, like go to a museum, something that feeds our soul? So I have heard of this and I just feel like this extreme, we're in or we're out, we're bad or we're good, we're in it or we're not, just easing the edges of that, just nurturing ourselves and our lives in other ways. Again, keeping healthy desserts around, realizing that sweetness can be part of our life, but we don't have to feel controlled by it. You know, having some, just that sweetness, enjoying the sweet fruit and the glowing green smoothie. It's still a green smoothie. It's mostly green, but having some of the fruit with it. At the same time, if there is a severe, I would say practically, if there is a severe candida issue, I have, you know, quite a few blogs and resources. I write about that in the Beauty Detox Solution that you can tap into. Get that under control. Take your SBO probiotics. But beyond that, what I'm hearing, just the way this question is framed is there's a lot of just rigidity. And I would say softness, like a soft and gentle approach will also be met with softness and gentleness where there isn't this backlash of like off on work on yourself, work on your gut, you know, cut out dairy and gluten, all these practical things. Keep the healthy desserts around, you know, look at your life and where you can introduce more sweetness and love and self-care and it will become balanced. You know, it's just going to be a softer, more long-term approach. Mm. Yeah, I agree. There's been times where I've ate chocolate every day and it felt good. And then I don't for some weeks. So I think it, I agree where it's okay because eventually that shift will happen where it doesn't feel good. (laughs) Well, and, and here's the thing. If we're having dark chocolate that doesn't have dairy and it doesn't have gluten, it's not in like cookies, but it's just dark chocolate. We're also focusing on eating, you know, this lifestyle where we're cutting out junk food, we're cutting out soda and high fructose corn syrup and, you know, junky refined carbs like bagels that basically, you know, metabolize to sugar and chips and all these things. I mean, look at how much, you know, how great of a diet that is. So I know if I throw in some coconut ice cream and some dark chocolate and the sweets that I like, because there's all these other really refined things that aren't in the diet it's okay. And I, my body can handle it and I can maintain the weight that I want to. And my skin looks great. And I don't, you know, have crazy bloating or candida again. So yeah, I just think we need to step back and look at the big picture here. Yeah. And I think when so many documentaries and things came out around sugar, people hyper-focus more as a trend where it's like, oh, that one thing is the issue. But as we talk about in the lifestyle, it's quantitative everything. It's not just one thing is going to mess you up. Yeah. (laughs) And also there's a relationship between fat and sugar. So what we're talking about here is having, you know, some sweet fruit and we say, Oh, you're having that in the glowing green smoothie on a net or on an empty stomach. So you're actually not having that sugar with lots of fat. And same thing with the dark chocolate. If you're just eating a little nip of it, you're not having that like in a chocolate fried donut as we're talking about it here. I mean, you know, so To me, I don't want to live a life where there's no sugar at all. I love my chocolate. I love my 
fruit. I work it in. I don't have enormous amounts every day, but I have enough where I feel balanced. And I also practice proper food combining. I take SBO probiotics. I make sure that my gut microbiome is constantly nourished and balanced. And I, again, like to me, I feel healthier. My weight is actually more balanced than when I was trying all these diets, including Atkins and low sugar, no, no sugar, no carb, like all these things I used to try. I mean, it was just exhausting and on and off roller coaster. So I just don't think it has to be that rigid. Mm. Yeah. And not so black and white. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. Beauties. Well, we're going to let Kimberly take a short break and then we'll be back to answer the last two questions. All right, beauties, we are back from our little break. We are ready to dive back in and discuss more sugar craving talk, which is such a huge, huge topic close to home for many of us. Yes. This next question comes from Jenny, and she lives in Seattle, Washington. And she writes, I recently broke up with my boyfriend, and I have been binge eating on sweets. It's the only thing that makes me feel better. I feel really guilty since I'm gaining weight and I don't have great energy. How can I satisfy my emotional state but still force myself to eat and have better nutrition? Mm, So, Jenny, thank you so much for writing in. We give you a big virtual hug. Yes. Sending love. This is tough. I know. You know, Kay. Yes, Um, very tough. (laughs) Relationships are complicated and these parts of life, you know, sometimes we just need to, to let ourselves cry and feel and work through these transitions and you know, if in the beginning, if it felt like, you know, you just needed some treats, you just needed that extra comfort, that's okay. You know, like this is not a normal everyday experience and it can be very shocking to our worlds and to our familiarity and what we know and our safety. So first of all, I want to say like, it's, it's okay. And we give you a hug and, you know, time will heal all this too will pass. I will say, though, because you are writing in, there's you know, subconsciously and consciously, there's part of you that says, I'm ready to move past this particular behavior now. I used it and it worked and now I'm ready to try something else that will feel good. There's two words, though, that stuck out to me in what your question, in, in the way you ordered your question. One was force and one was guilt. So again, just what we talked about, there really, there's no need to feel guilty. You were going through a hard time and you were using food to help shift your mood and now you're ready to try something else. And that's just a journey. So there's no guilt, you know, necessary. It doesn't help anything. And you can just, you know, give yourself a hug too and say, hey, I was doing my best and it was traumatic for me and that was an easy out and it's okay. So guilt isn't necessary. We just need to shed that, soften that, melt that away. The second thing is force. And I don't think we ever need to force ourselves to feel like we need to eat healthier to get more nutrition. I would rather think about an approach of just wanting to experience feeling good, having higher energy. That word came out in your question as well. So it's not about force. I definitely believe as we start to go forth and make different decisions and we experience lightness and energy and clarity and focus, then naturally we keep going that way. And so it doesn't have to feel like this big force and this big pushing. So along those lines, I will say, you know, Jenny, just walking, walking is really, really a great way to shift your mood. It's something I'm really into right now. You can listen to music that makes you feel good, or you can just listen to the birds and the sounds wherever you are getting outside. 
breathing while you're walking. It's great for digestion. It does shift your mood. It doesn't feel heavy or strenuous. You don't have to like build up all this motivation to go out for this crazy workout or the spin class. You can literally just go for a walk. It gets you in tune with your body. It gets you into your, like I said, your breath. It gets your brain. It can reframe your thinking. There's oxygen and blood pumped into your brain. I just think it's a really powerful practice. It also gets you up. It lifts you from where you are into feeling power. Hey, I can get up and move instead of sinking on the couch and just eating sweets all day, which we know isn't going to feel great long term. It served its purpose. But I would say just go for some more walks, Jenny. You know, get outside or, you know, if you need indoor walking, if it's raining in Seattle or, you know, being in the mist in the rain can be okay too. Just walk. Just go for walks. Walk, walk, walk. I think there's so much healing in walking. Mm. I would also say touch is really healing. We just had a really great podcast with this massage expert. He's like the head massage wellness guru for Elements with 250 locations. And we talked on that podcast about the healing, how touch can be so healing. So at this point, it can be feel really good to just give yourself a treat, invest in some massages or go to some of those Chinese, you know, Asian places where you can get a foot massage or give yourself a massage or dry brushing. Just touch with your skin can also help to shift your mood and bring you into the here and now. It can feel so nurturing beyond food. Mm. And that's these are and, and giving yourself the space to journal, which is something I'm also really into. As you know, Kay, I, I write in my journal now every day every morning and just pouring out your feelings and just giving yourself that safe space to feel and to acknowledge these feelings. And when we repress and suppress and you know try to rush to feeling fine when we need to process something, then it's like that's when we need these band-aids of food and sweetness, alcohol, whatever it is to kind of numb. But if we be, we stay in that state of just letting ourselves feel and go through it. Even if it's not pleasant, I just feel like that is how we process through. We have to feel our feelings. And so these are all ways, Jenny, that we can we can nurture ourselves. Mm. I love hearing all the tactile tips that, you know, it doesn't always have to be around food. I was thinking of, oh, yeah, when I was dry brushing, it felt good. Like you don't even think that could correlate. So that's such a nice reminder for the community of different ways that they can be supported. Mm-hmm, and the last, <laughs> the last question from Catherine is sort of similar to Jenny's, but since it's all encompassing, I added this one at the end. So this one's from sure. Catherine, and she lives in London, and she says, I find myself craving nut butters quite often. Normally, as summer approaches, I want to eat lighter foods, but I keep being drawn to sweeter, heavier items. Is there a good way to break this routine, or is it okay for a short period? Yeah, this is a great layer to Jenny's question. Jenny had a specific thing happen. She broke up with her boyfriend. So I would just say, Catherine, when we go through periods, because everything is so interconnected, I would just say, hey, can you really look at what's going on in your life? Like, let's take a step back. What's happening in parallel to these periods where you need something heavier, sweeter? For instance, if there's a swirl of stuff, let's say a lot of projects at work, just a lot of deadlines, things feel out of control. It feels like we're in control of shifting our mood or putting something heavier in our bodies. It's grounding. You know, there's a psychological component to food, to the moods, to the hormones, to the everything. And so I would just say through journaling, observation, what is going on in your life? And the more awareness we can create around it, I think the more we learn about ourselves 
And it's okay, totally, for short periods, for sure. I mean, I know I go through periods where I love, love chocolate or I'm eating coconut ice cream every day. And I'm aware of what's going on. I don't beat myself up about it. But I know when it's time to shift and I think, okay, now I'm starting to feel heavy. and I'm starting to get kind of bloated again. So I need to rework this. I need to find a different way. But I certainly, I go in and out of things. You know, last night I ate this, my raw key lime pie, actually, that I oh, yummy. a long time ago. <laughs> and I kind of crept back into my life. You know, again, this is just not beating ourselves up, but just... You know, like Buddha, like being that witness to what's going on. And ah, like when we start to see, oh, yes, I need to have more loving times in my day, like maybe schedule going for a walk or yoga class with a friend or going out for tea or, you know, just watching the sunset, having some time for Abhyanga. I love my evening time where I do my nails or I take a little shower and put on my essential oils. I just think, you know, just look at these little times, little things we can introduce, little rituals, which really add up, really beautiful skincare on our skin. Because food is a tool for shifting our mood, but it's only one tool. And if we start to introduce all these other tools and we start to feel really, like I feel really great on my beach walks. I put on my headphones, I either listen to mantra or listen to the beach sometimes, just the, the ocean and the waves, whatever it is, it just feels really good. And yeah, I just think it's such a personal thing, but I would just see where in your life you can introduce these really yummy times, these really soothing times. I know, Kay, for you, you really feel great having your triathlon schedule. And it doesn't mean we don't love chocolate or food, but I know, you know, I can feel it in your mood, like you accomplished, you followed your schedule, like that feels really good to you to be active in your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's just kind of owning up and being like, this is what makes me feel good. And I'm gonna do it. And that definitely helps with outside of food. Because Similar to Jenny, when I went through my divorce last year, I was going through food mm-hmm. and it took me a little time to find something that resonated with me. I couldn't run. I had my injury. So I was definitely going on food and I had put on like 15 pounds yes. and I didn't feel good, but I didn't know the way out. And then I just slowly started to go outside of food and incorporated, you know, swimming or, you know, I started drawing mm-hmm. again. So I can personally relate very much to this topic. And I've been there very recently, but I feel really good now. And I'm back mm-hmm. on a schedule as Kimberly mentioned. So I definitely recommend just trying to implement something as simple as she said, walking. (laughs) Totally walking and just like little evening practice or like, it's also the time of the day that these sweet cravings or the nut butter cravings hit. Like for some people, it's the middle of the day when they're stressed at work. For some people, it's the end of the day where they're finally like, and they take an exhale. So wherever it is in the day, see what else you can introduce, like taking lunch outside or a breather, go to the park or in the evening, go for a walk or, you know, take your shower then or whatever it is. I just think that there's ways to really just bring in these these nurturing practices beyond food. So like I said, I think that food is there. It's in front of us. We're used to it, but it's certainly not the only tool in our toolkit that we can develop. And I think just having a wide arsenal of these tools is really helpful. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for all this inspiration and tips. And it makes me feel better. I'm sure everybody's listening. Take some takeaways. As always, guys, I just like to remind you where you can go and submit your question. If you have a question or a topic you want us to talk about, head over to KimberlySnyder.com slash Ask Kimberly. There's a short form there. Fill it out. I check them every week, and hopefully we'll hear your question on an upcoming show. 
Amazing, Kay. Well, thank you so much for gathering all these questions and organizing them from our amazing community. And, oh, I have to say my thought of the day, Kay. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Can't can't leave without that. We would love to hear your closing thought heading into the weekend. Well, I actually said this thought a couple times in our podcast, but I want to reiterate it here. It's one of my favorite mantras. It's something I say to myself because I am a recovering perfectionist. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So, so many times in my life, it's like I either get an A or I fail. I either am the best or it's a failure. I'm either on the diet or I'm off. Mm -hmm. I either am this weight or I'm fat. (laughs) You know, it's just like all or nothing. And that's just really not the way life is. You know, when we look at the in-betweens, the cycles between, it's not light or dark not sun or moon there's the dusk and the dawn and the shadows and the in-betweens and you know it's like we can be striving towards being healthy but we can still eat chocolate and I just want that to be clear if people think I you know for me Kay which is so not true I eat this perfect diet with everything like only being a nutrient-dense food no I love chocolate I eat I have a sweet almost every day. I don't have huge amounts I don't want you to think I'm binging but I do eat sweets every day like to be clear coconut nectar, coconut ice cream, (laughs) chocolate. But I also do consider myself to have, you know, I I do live a life of wellness. I strive for that. It's it's a journey. So it's not one or the other. And it's not one or the other with sugar. Like I'm sugar free or I'm not. Again, this softness, this approach of lifestyle, remembering the Ayurvedic way, which is that sweet is one of the six principal tastes that we need to get in regularly for balance of our brain and our well-being. I love this approach because I just love that it's more, there's a softness to it. So I love that. And I think that's something that we can work to adopt. I certainly have worked to adopt it in my own life. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. There's lots of in-betweens and that's the beauty of life. Mm. I always love ending the show with something positive. There's so much noise and different messaging going on Mm. that it's just nice to have these moments where we can be together and focus on ourselves because, you know, some people may only have this 20 minutes while they listen to the podcast and that's the way they spend their time for themselves. So thank you everybody for listening and thank you, Kimberly. We love your insights and having the conversation every week. It's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kay, for being you and secondarily doing this, getting the everything organized. But yeah, just this being, this space, this love, this community, and this is our community. And we are very much in sitting in the circle with you guys. We're all just sharing and supporting each other. And we love you so much. We appreciate you so much. So please keep the questions coming. It uh, really helps others. Many of us have the same questions or it may be something that resonates or reminds others or inspires or refocuses, whatever it is. We love this time together. We will see you back here on Monday. And again, just a quick reminder, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, please take a moment to do so because it does help spread the love. And that's why we're here. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, beauties. We will see you back here very soon. Lots of love. <laughs>